community is immune to the dangers of substance use and addiction. Within the Menominee tribe, we've all seen the impacts firsthand. That's why we need to talk about it as we join together to bring this problem out in the open. In this podcast, we'll focus on education, highlight resources that are available, talk about initiatives underway to deal with this public health threat, and smash stereotypes that we all have about addiction. The Talk About It podcast is an initiative of the Menominee Indian Drug Addiction and Intervention Team with your hosts, Sheena and Gary. The way we talk about fentanyl and opioids matter, and it can help reduce its impact on our community from discussing the dangers with different age groups to those who are currently going through recovery. In this episode, we'll discover the right and wrong ways to begin and continue the conversation. Today, we are joined by guest Davey Boyd. Welcome. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, um, I'm Davey Boyd. I am the case manager for the MAT program at the Menominee Tribal Clinic. For those of you who don't know what MAT is, that stands for Medication Assisted Treatment. Should the discussion of fentanyl be a whole family discussion or just with those impacted by it? Well, that really depends. Um, It depends on the unique needs and circumstances of the family and your approach should be tailored to those unique needs because every family is different. Um, Discussing fentanyl and opioids with children requires age-appropriate communication and sensitivity and should be adapted to the child or children's level of understanding and maturity. How do you determine what age, uh, what what's age appropriate or um, not when it comes to discussing substance use? Determining what's age appropriate when discussing substance use depends on a lot of things, like the child's age, their maturity level, and their ex- previous exposure to the topic. You should also consider the child's developmental stage. Younger children may not have the cognitive capacity to fully grasp the complexities of substance use, while teenagers may require more in-depth information or discussions. And um, you got to remember to be honest, but age appropriate in your explanations. Provide accurate information, and if you don't know something, Offer to Google it together and read about it together and learn together. And encourage questions. You know, let your kids know that it's okay to ask questions and express concerns without the fear of being judged. And as children get older, encourage discussions around making responsible choices. And, you know, always discussing the peer pressure. Help them develop the skills to resist those negative influence and always just keep those lines of communication open. And substance use is an ongoing topic. It's not like a one and done discussion. You know, as your kids grow, their understanding and their questions will evolve. And you need to be ready to adapt those accordingly. And the goal of discussing substance use with children is to educate them and to help them make informed, responsible choices. Okay, do we know what it what is effective when talking with others about fentanyl? Um, we do know that approaching the conversation with empathy and support rather than judgment is the best way to do it. You know, like I said before, you got to be prepared for a process and not just a one, one and done, one time conversation. You know, you got to keep bringing it up and understand that addiction is a complex issue, you know, and even those those affected by it need understanding and care. 
and may require ongoing support and ongoing conversations. And also, if you're going to bring up this subject, be prepared to have information about resources, treatment options, and just let the person know that you are there to assist them. You know, that you're not judging them or anything. You're coming from a place of love. And, you know, you do need to understand that it's going to be a challenging conversation to have. So if it starts to go south, you know, maybe consider involving a professional, such as a therapist or addiction specialist, who can maybe facilitate that conversation for you in a, you know, safe environment. And the goal is to encourage understanding and awareness, you know, just to understand what that person is going through. Sure. Um, so how should a family discuss fentanyl use and its dangers when um, there is someone currently going through recovery in the home? Okay, uh, awareness that it is a very delicate topic and um, just avoid blame or judgment. You know, begin by expressing your love and support for the person who's going through this and let them know that the purpose is to ensure everyone's safety and well-being have some information about the fentanyl and its risks and dangers, you know, and try to have accurate and up-to-date information. Talk about triggers of substance use and, most importantly, how to manage and cope with those triggers. And, you know, just foster a supportive environment. And the goal is to ensure a safe and healthy living space for the whole family. So regardless of age, are there ways that fentanyl should not be discussed at home? There are. Um, you know, try to avoid using scare tactics or overwhelming young children with detailed or scary information. You know, it is essential to convey the dangers of fentanyl, but the fear tactics just overwhelm and can create unnecessary anxiety. Mm -hmm. the, um, also, um, don't use like stigmatizing or derogatory terms when discussing fentanyl. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people will say, oh, junkies use yeah. it. You know, mm -hmm. that's not a very, that's almost a slur, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just avoiding that stigmatizing language and it perpetuates stereotypes and shame, making it harder for that person to actually seek help. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, try not to blame your loved one. I, blaming and shaming, you know, addiction is a medical condition, and we would not shame someone who needed to use insulin. So, you know, just try not to blame or shame the person who is seeking help. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and avoid confrontation or aggressive approaches. You know what I mean? They're just, you need to really lead with from a place of empathy and support mm -hmm. and try to break down that barriers to help them get help that they need. Um, okay, so we often hear, like you're talking about, that we shouldn't shame those people that are struggling with, with addiction. What is the main reason why that's not a good way to go about it? The main reason, like I said, is that addiction is a disease. Mm -hmm. You know, the medical community, the psychological communities, they recognize that this is a disease, not a moral failing. So, you know, you're not just a bad person if you're doing drugs. You're, you actually have a medical condition. And shaming is just an ineffective approach for motivating behavior, and that's what we want to do. We want them to change their behavior, and shaming will not get us there. 
So shaming can lead to increased defensiveness, denial, and further drug use. And they are, shame and stigma are significant barriers for people who are seeking help and entering recovery. When people struggling with addiction feel stigmatized, they are less likely to reach out for support or treatment because they fear judgment, discrimination, rejection, and shaming can also exacerbate other mental health issues that co-occur with addiction. And, you know, just instead of shaming, a more effective and compassionate approach would be to offer support, education, and resources to these people, provide access to treatment, counseling, recovery programs, and just, you know, understanding what they're going through with some empathy and humility. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those are more likely to have positive outcomes for long-term recovery. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you want to add to the topic? Um, you can always give me a call at the Tribal Clinic. Um, my direct line is 715-799-6269. I'm more than happy to, you know, have one-on-one -on -one conversations with you or get your loved one mm -hmm. into, you know, treatment for the MAT. At the clinic, we offer the MAT, the medication-assisted treatment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's m more of a harm reduction than an yeah. abstinence viewpoint. Right. But, you know... We would rather save a life than having people die from overdose. Thank you for listening to the Talk About It podcast. For more information on addiction or substance use, as well as recovery resources, please contact the Manosakia Wellness Center at 715-799-3835. The Menominee Tribal Clinic at 715-799-3361 or the Menominee County Human Services at 715-799-3861. Recovery coaches are also available 24-7 by calling 715-972-3280. The Talk About It podcast is produced by the Menominee Tribal Communications Department.